Garbage is Served is a not-safe-for-work podcast addressing controversial topics in the U.S., like baby boomer fragility and abstinence-only education that are guaranteed to ruin your family dinners. Each episode focuses on some of your family's regrettable misconceptions that your hosts, Jesse and Keeley, take to task. are you, Jesse? I am fine. How are you, Keely? Uh, way less fine this past week than the week before that. For me, the week before, I had all this like nervous energy and I was able able to focus it on things and I kept myself busy. I chatted with all my friends and family. I did workouts probably six out of the seven days. Wow. I went running. Yeah, no, I just have aimless anxiety this past week. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm feeling that. So for context, this is our quarantine update number three. Today is April 4th, 2020. So last time we chatted was the uh, last Sunday and you had a number of things lined up in your day. You had like chats so every hour. <laughs> You had like seven and a plans. movie that night. I want you to know though. Yeah, no, I was. That was such a long day. It was a. There were many, many bad decisions that were made that day. A decision that was very good. I group watched Satanic Panic with some folks. I don't think I really recommend the movie. It was way more gory than I thought it was. But I live tweeted it, and the director liked my tweet, and I feel famous. Yes, you are famous now. I mean, what an accomplishment, Keely. <laughs> yeah, I feel good about everything now. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. I can't remember. So you had at least two weeks approved working remotely from your job. Yes. Right? Yes. And I have this upcoming week approved as well now. So every Friday afternoon, I find out if I'm working from home the upcoming week. So I found out yesterday. I feel like the amount of anxiety you must have waiting until that moment until you find out is probably not the best. Yes. Yeah, it's not great for my anxiety. None of this has been great for my anxiety on so <laughs> many levels. I also, yeah. I think I said this last week, but one of my like coping mechanisms is to stay busy, like you had mentioned. And I feel like it's so hard, especially as an extrovert, to not be able to like leave and do stuff and see people. And so mm -hmm. I just like don't know what to do with myself. And like you, I don't know how to channel my anxiety. I think I never really went through that like super productive phase. <laughs> Mine lasted six days and it's over. <laughs> With that said, I did work out this morning, but it's been hard yeah. to like get up and feel like, I don't know, there's any like difference. Like it, it, like it just feels like it doesn't matter what I do at all anymore. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you and I'm sorry you're having those feelings too. Likewise. Yeah. Ugh. Have your feelings about the like trajectory of the pandemic changed at all? Ooh, that's a really good question. Some days I'm certainly numb to it. I think Originally, when we started seeing increases at the hotspots like New York and now Florida, those numbers seem to make a big impact on me. But now it's like, I think we're approaching 300,000 cases in the United States. And that doesn't seem that much different than a 250,000, which was just a couple days ago. So I will say in this moment, I'm a little bit numb to those facts. I think in my everyday life, I'm constantly becoming more aware of the shortcomings of our I don't want to say cleanliness but our awareness of germs yeah. you know we just went to the store this morning we wore our masks we uh, had our hand sanitized we took our own bags we social distanced from everyone at the store 
we hand sanitize, we got in the car, we wipe things down when we got home, we're washing our masks now. Like, I feel like we do all those things, but still I'm like, oh, well, I touched my door handle before I hand sanitize. I got to sanitize that. Like, I'm just becoming more and more aware. Yeah. Um, so your real, what was your real question? Like my perception of it all? Yeah. Like how you imagine this playing out? Has that changed? Uh, um, no, not really. It still feels pretty dire. I still don't see any end in sight. The whole numbers thing, I feel like I've been like trying to just like keep up with updates every day. And right. now the numbers are all just sort of blending together. Like it's less meaningful now. And I, like I can't read those numbers and understand what that reality actually is on a day-to-day basis. It's hard to wrap my my head around. Can you comment on any of the numbers in Chicago where you're at? No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't either. Well, I was wondering if our perceptions of the numbers, they seem to be similar, but we live in two different cities. We're both in metropolitan areas, but I think your city has more, has a higher infection rate than mine. Yeah, that would make and sense. And so I didn't know if that, if that affected you at all. Yeah, I mean, I... Again, it's, like, hard for me to understand, especially without, like, knowing any, like, specific situations. I don't know. It's, like, real and it's not real to me yet. And I think that that has created this situation in my brain where, like, when I leave the house, because I have to walk the dog, um, I have to leave the house every day. And if I see other people, like, I'm just so paranoid that they're gonna come too close or that they're sick and somehow like even though I understand logically how infection happens from COVID-19 it's like my imagination just runs wild with it and I'm like oh my god that person like coughed and maybe I like walked through their cough somehow (laughs) like it doesn't make any sense But similarly, I am just like disinfecting things constantly and I won't touch, yeah, like door handles in my building. I, it's just, it's so much to think about. It just takes up a lot of headspace. Right. I feel like I I thought that I would get a handle on it and this would become the new norm. But at this point, it just feels like I keep thinking of more things that I need to do and it's still not my norm. So I just feel overwhelmed by the amount of cleaning or just general awareness. It just is exhausting for me right now. Same, same. And it's hard to feel like, oh, I'm going to use this time to like learn a new skill. I'm just like, do I have to touch things to, to learn stuff? Yeah. Uh, luckily, I live in Kansas City and our mayor was pretty proactive about putting a uh, shelter in place or stay at home order weeks ago. Uh, the state of Missouri has been one of the final 10 states to not put a state order oh, into boy. place. Ours will finally go to, into effect on Monday, April 6th, and will last through April 24th. <laughs> So (laughs) I think another interesting part about that that I wanted to share is that out of the 10 states that didn't have a stay-at-home order, Missouri has the most cases. Wow. So yeah, but again, I'm in Kansas City and I think people have been more mindful, at least certainly more mindful than my parents in their small hometown. I wonder how this impacts people's like perception of the usefulness of government because the federal government has done such a miserable job responding to this that it's been such a patchwork of responses that have been like state by state or even county by county or city Mm -hmm. by city. And in Illinois, like I feel like we've done a pretty good job responding and sheltering in place but it's just like I feel like so many people don't 
believe that this is a real threat and that is so confusing because nothing's come down from the federal government. It is very, very confusing. I listened to a very mainstreamed political podcast or episode the other day and they were talking about how because there's been this power vacuum at the federal level and not really clear instruction, there's been a wave of like governors taking power and taking action that they haven't really done in year, dec- decades. I listened to that same podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice look at us <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> no I typically listen to that one almost every day it's it's a New York Times podcast and I do that one and uh an NPR one but I've tried to not listen to them in the morning because I find that when I listen to them in the morning or get all my facts at that point I'm in for a really weird day <laughs> it's better for me to do it after work and so I don't have to think about work and I don't know stretching out my stresses throughout the day has been helpful that's interesting I am like the opposite I think also be- oh yeah really? because I have to like get up and move in the morning and if not like even pre-quarantine like if mm-hmm. I'm not engaged in the morning like the rest of the day is just gonna go to shit I interesting. listen to those podcasts I have three like daily update ones that I will listen to <laughs> as I'm getting ready it at least like helps me be like okay I'm like here's my framework for the day here's what's going on now I can like move on and focus on other stuff interesting that's a nice approach I like the mindset behind that it's really fucked me up when I did that but maybe I'll try it again next yeah, I mean week. honestly by the end of the day I'm just like a hot mess every single day and it usually involves wine has that been your go-to beverage during quarantine wine so far? yeah just a lot of wine and coffee just like cycling between wine and coffee it's not great and I'm trying not to be too judgmental of myself because I feel like so stressed and angry and just like mentally all over the place that I'm like okay I'm I'm maybe not going to be at my best I want to like make decent decisions but if I don't make like the best decisions that's okay yeah uh but to your point Jesse I feel like that's balance that I'm trying to make in all of the aspects of my life right now so like at work I'm still expected to to do a full-time job right and not only am I working remotely full-time for the first time ever but there's also a pandemic and I'm trying to remember the distinction between like, oh, this isn't just a work from home situation. This is you're surviving a pandemic and trying to get work done. At yeah. Home. Like those are two very different things. And so I'm trying to be kinder to myself at work because, well, and I guess this is maybe a good thing, but my work has had an influx of business during the pandemic. And so everyone's super, super busy. So the workload certainly hasn't gone down and expectations haven't gone down. So I'm trying to be kind to myself and not lose my job. (laughs) Stressful. It's really weird to be like, I have to be productive, but also I'm just like emotionally, maybe not super capable of focusing on any one thing right now, or just pretending that the pandemic isn't happening so that I can like do this work that isn't nearly as urgent as what's happening in the rest of my life. If there's one thing to make you feel like your work doesn't matter, it's to try to do it during a (laughs) pandemic. Oh, that's so real. That's so real. But I like what you're saying, like being kind to yourself. As long as I'm not forming really bad habits, I'm just going to let myself do what I want. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... It's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, it's true, though. I don't know like how else to approach it at this point. I will say, Mm -hmm. so I talked to 
one of my friends earlier this week and we were just talking about like how long we expect this to last and I know that people are pretty accepting or at least like the people in my circle who are following what's going on are pretty accepting that this is going to be like the next year and a half of our lives and maybe not quite as like intense as like the shelter in place thing that's happening right now but that this isn't going to be easily resolved you know by like April 24th or whatever you said (laughs) Um. (laughs) just put a bow on it it's all better we're all yeah just like you know a two weeks pass and we're great oh shit do you know what that means jesse we just have to pray about it oh right yes uh hopes and prayers thoughts and prayers and we're we're cured i don't know but like I do wonder, because the U.S. has handled this so badly, our attempts to flatten the curve have been, like, somewhat successful or, like, will be somewhat successful, but not, like, as successful as they need to be. And so I wonder if, because so much of the U.S. population is still being exposed to COVID-19, that it'll shorten the time frame that we're dealing with this, which is not ideal because that means more people are going to die. But I wonder, like, how that will end up playing out. So you're saying because the infection rate's so high, people get sick and then have immunity, but that'll shorten the amount. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now... I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Because like sheltering in place, we're like trying to avoid coming in contact with it. But that means that we're like basically stuck here until we have like a vaccine or something. Like there's more that we can Mm -hmm. do about it. But if like it actually just burns through the population, which again, not ideal, really fucked up. I wonder if it will mean less time devoted to this. I don't know. Yeah. No, that is... A take I have not considered, and I'm going to be considering it for the rest of the weekend. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's totally fine. I I definitely have heard the at least 18 month time period for us to get back to any sense of normalcy. And my real thought is that because we have such a capitalistic, sorry, my cat is really (laughs) all over everything today. He's having the best time on my lap. Uh, Because we're so money hungry in America, I feel like we're going to try to get people back to business as usual too soon. And that's just going to have new hotspots and new breakouts. And we're going to cycle through that until we get a vaccine. And I think that will take, you know, 12 months to 18 months. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. But then if we do that, again, we're going to burn through the population a lot faster. Yeah, that's. I know. That's so sad. I really don't know. Like, I am trying to stay optimistic. And it's really hard because it's hard not knowing like when we're going to be able to like go outside next. And like, it feels like, you know, as we're heading into spring, it's getting warmer. We're not allowed to go to the beaches. We're not allowed to go to parks. You can like walk outside, but you have to stay distant from everybody. Like you can't enjoy, especially in Chicago, like the best time of the year. And I, I'm feeling sad about the upcoming summer and I'm feeling sad about what our lives are going to look like when we're coming out of hibernation from winter too. I don't know. I think a lot of people's mental health are going to be suffering. 100%. I was realizing that I think the federal stay-at-home order or whatever we're calling it, is through the end of April, at least for now? Or did it, was it extended to May 15th? I can't no, it remember. was extended through the end of April. I forgot what my point was. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I just, I can't really focus. I, I shared with you, Jesse, offline that I've been really, really tired this week. Monday, I kind of had some insomnia, but then every other night, I will take like an hour, hour and a half nap after work and still go to bed at the same time, still sleep through most of the night. I don't know. I'm just, I'm wiped. I am wiped. How's your family doing? They're okay. My mom's doing okay. She's out in the suburbs. It's weird not knowing when I'll see my family next because I don't have like a car. I don't have a way to go see people that feel safe. And my brother and his wife are down in New Orleans, which is a hot spot. 
spot and I don't know I like I, I worry about them and I trust that they're smart people who are making good choices and we check in with each other regularly and so I I don't feel super worried about them but I am like worried in general worry in general is the theme of COVID-19 yeah how how are your family members doing um it's a mixed bag. The person I'm I'm most concerned about is my mom because she has a terrible immune system. She has been super respectful of the stay-at-home order, and so I've been really proud of her for that. I will say my dad is still working at a country club and making food for people and being around people. So it kind of voids my mom's efforts because they live in the same house, and so that makes me nervous. And he has no desire nor timeline for him to not be out amongst the people. So they there's that. I have two brothers that are married with kiddos. One brother I was concerned about because he lost his job and his job provided his housing for him and his family. Um, yeah. So not only are they trying to pack up their home with two kids under the age of five, find a new home, move and find new employment all during this. So that's a lot. But I will say silver lining. This has actually been a really good time for my brother's relationship and mine because I was recently in the job market and so we've been chatting a lot about jobs and I think in the next this week and next week he's had a total of four interviews so like I'm just really optimistic that he'll get something and that I didn't know he was hearing back from anyone and we chatted yesterday and he has all these interviews that he's doing on the phone obviously or Skype or whatever so um, good good so I feel nervous for them but I'm glad that uh I didn't think anyone would be hiring right now with 10 million people that have had a file for unemployment isn't that what the number is something Um, like that yeah so that's him and then my other brother he lives in Houston which isn't doing great. He's also a cop. And um, so he's working, he's out and about. And he also lives with his in-laws and his in-laws are not being very respectful of shelter in place. So they're out and about getting food and going to restaurants and things like that. Oh boy. So yeah, it's a real mixed bag. And I mean, I think they're, for the most part, my brother and Houston and his wife and his kiddos are pretty healthy, but I know his in-laws are not, and they're the ones that are not following shelter in place. So that was a lot of information about my family. I think everyone's aware, but everyone's having their own struggles, and there's not a whole lot I can do about it, Yeah, which sucks. I, I feel very grateful that my family members all are taking this very seriously. I, I think I would be in a different headspace if they weren't, and I know that there's not necessarily anything I can do about that besides like try to convince them that this is very real, but that is that's really hard not everybody's willing to listen to that and again without any like federal guidance I mean there's been like minimal but there's no like I like who do you look to for like if you are someone who say like a Trump supporter who do you look to for Mm -hmm. information right now and what information are you getting like (laughs) what is like motivating your actions I feel like there's a Mike Pence joke in that question because he did such a poor job in Indiana as far as public health goes and uh, isn't he in charge of the task force or something right now for the COVID-19 response? I, I don't know, Some role. but I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. He's, yeah, they're, ugh. And so I guess to answer your question, I don't know if it was rhetorical, but I will answer in the case of my family, because my dad 
is a Trump supporter. I don't know who he looks to because our governor, like I said, didn't, didn't even put the stay-at-home order in place until Monday. So it's obviously not a super dire thing for them. And also, like when you live in a really small town, I know that a lot of these hotspots are in big metropolitan areas, but it's not a big metropolitan area problem, right? Like this can happen anywhere. Right. I'm wondering though, sorry, final thought about my dad. I'm wondering though, even though he didn't, last time I spoke with him, he didn't have a timeline to not work I'm wondering if that'll change in light of Monday's, the order that starts on Monday. I'll have to ask. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I think eventually it's going to have to. It th- This reminds me of those uh, like different churches around the country that are like, oh, well, it's fine. We're going to have this massive church service because COVID-19 is not real or we can cure it through thoughts and prayers. And then <laughs> people are getting sick and dying. And I wonder how close to home this needs to hit for people to take it seriously. And I think that maybe for people like your dad, and I don't know, I'm just like guessing here, but until he like sees it with his own eyes, if he'll really understand the impact. And that's really unfortunate because that's what we're trying to prevent. And I, my first thing I was going to say to you is like, well, Jesse, my old superintendent who was a superintendent of my school for years and years and years, he'd moved to Kansas, but he died of COVID. He ended up being a doctor, etc. but he's passed away. But that's still not close enough to home. And so it makes me sad and a little bit scared to think of what well what it will have to take for my dad to really take it seriously this is a dark week do you feel if you could you rate this week compared to the week before I definitely feel worse I think I feel just like less I, I don't know if I have words for it like I just I think that in the previous weeks I was at I was at least had the framework of like approaching this as time to work on stuff that I wanted to work on for a long time or just adjust to a different way of life for a little while and I think that now there's less of an end in sight or I like can't see the where this is gonna pay off it just feels really hopeless it feels like nothing matters and that's hard and I know yeah. that that's not like necessarily true but like emotionally that's how it feels I'm sorry that you're feeling that way but I share all of those sentiments and the thing that kind of put me over the edge yesterday was realizing that I think we just completed three weeks in quarantine and that's not even halfway through the first like we have three more weeks plus in April before April 30th you know what I mean like and it's going to be extended likely or it should be I you know I think that's a a really good point because like going into April and then thinking like oh it's a new month but it's the beginning of the month and we're going to be doing the same thing at least for this the rest of this month and that feels mm-hmm. really really long. I think also the other day was Andrew's birthday and my partner's birthday and he turned 35 and we had plans to go to Montreal and just like celebrate and it was just hard being at home and feeling like we couldn't do what we wanted to and that's fine like I, I'm glad that we canceled the trip. We shouldn't be traveling right now. But it does feel hard to be like, oh, well, we can, you know, we'll make up for it. But I don't know when that will be. That I could see that being really hard. How is he doing? He's doing okay. He's struggling with this too. He's definitely more introverted than I am. Seeing him struggle, I don't know. It's, I, I'm proud of us for how well we've been getting along and how we've been like trying to be respectful of each other's space seeing that we're with each other 24 hours a day now (laughs) Um, and so like I feel like we've been good as a unit but individually we're struggling a lot and I think that it's just it's been emotionally draining for both of us yeah how's Eli doing um I think he he had a pretty good week the latter or the end of this past week was a good one the start was really crappy so he was unemployed 
for three-ish months and then he just started this job like two weeks ago and again we're really grateful that he was able to get a job and that he was able to work remotely but because he started working remotely he's just done a ton of copy and pasting basically just the most rudimentary (laughs) tasks and that if I feel like my work doesn't seem important during a pandemic that certainly does not seem important during a pandemic and so that was hard for him but I think he He's been quite active um, on like local community forums, trying to chat with people and get things organized, whether that's for rent freezes or getting donations to restaurant workers, et cetera. He's been doing things like that. And I think him keeping busy has been really helpful for him. Um, He did make us two face masks yesterday, which was lovely. And he's making some for our friends today. That's really sweet. I think he, yeah, no, he's in a better space the past couple of days. Overall, um, like you and Andrew, I've been proud of how we've managed this as a couple. I generally really enjoy being around Eli, but this is not normal being around Eli. Yeah. <laughs> but but we've been we've been I think we've been good to each other and have been good for each other, and I'm very very grateful good, for that. Good, that makes me happy. Maybe uh, maybe as a final note uh, and to end on a slightly less foreboding tone, have you? watched any movies about pandemics recently i have not watched a single one jesse <laughs> i have thought about it and they are like all the rage on netflix i see like the top 10 movies on netflix at that get at any given time and it's like four of them are pandemic movies and so i haven't watched a single one oh.